Hello and welcome to Weekly MTG. Um, a lot of you are in chat right now talking Commander, which is super exciting. We've got uh, the Gen Con preview stream of a panel coming at 3 p.m., one hour from now. This is not that stream. But that doesn't mean we don't have fun, important things to talk about. There are not going to be previews for this next hour. I'm giving all the bad news first before I get into actually what <laughs> we're doing. I know. Too, so it's on my side. Just everybody's staring at me. Like there are other people here, too. <laughs> in fact, let's show those other people because we have a very special guest in the studio. It's me. It's, it's not me. Steve. It's <laughs> definitely <laughs> not it's Steve. <laughs> It is Brad Nelson, uh, one of the MPL members, uh, former player of the year, former all kinds of things. And, and split winner. And split, split winner. winner yeah. from MPL Hanna split Squad. winner. So what we're talking about on today's show, speaking of splits, is what we're doing for the next course, the next split, the course split. Mm -hmm. There are some changes we're making, and so we're going to talk through those with Brad, and then we're going to give a uh, preview of the divisions, Who's in what divisions? What the broadcast team is going to look like? And we'll ask Brad for his opinions on them. We're going to ask Brad for his but, opinions, but no spoiler. No, 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 preview. no commander no preview. previews. No, no preview. preview. Before, <laughs> honest to goodness, before we started this show and I was talking about commander previews, Brad was like, "There's a commander set coming up." <laughs> <laughs> he, he's not the audience for that product. Some of you are, uh, but stay tuned. Again, once uh, this show is over, in about 59 minutes from now. They're going to get into the Gen Con panel. Yeah. Uh, but awesome. in the meantime, we do have news. We got stuff. We do have stuff. Yeah, that's what this show is for. Yeah. Stuff. Stuff news. and news and yeah. things. Yeah. Uh, we have stuff. changes coming to the way the MPL split and show is run. So what are those changes, Blake? There's a bunch of them. There are a bunch of them. Uh, what, what's like, what's like the first notes? change? <laughs> we, yeah. yeah, let's get a pen for Brad. So that he can Brad, like, Brad was learning a lot about yeah. this before the, before the show. We're like, here's yeah. what's happening, Brad. He's like, oh, okay. That's not true. That's <laughs> super not. Kind of it's a little bit true. He was asking questions. Let's get right into it, though. Um, one of the issues with the last split was that it felt a little drawn out. So what, Brad, talk a little bit about what the format for the play was last time. Okay, so for, for the first split of the season, we would play seven matches spread out between five weeks. But it, it was just really convoluted, like even to the point where the last two weeks we registered the same deck, just so the fact that like, you know, we were switching decks throughout the, the weeks as we wanted to, but we didn't know who we were playing against. We weren't metagaming one-on-one -on -one against each other. But then once you get to the last week, you know your last opponent because it's bracket play of eight players round robin. Yep. But now it's, it's changing because I didn't know even then how valuable each individual match that I was playing was going to be or relative to like my friends and the people I was rooting on in other divisions. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, it, it was just kind of a confusing process and chaotic with the sense of like, all right, I won this week, that feels good, but now I have to already start testing again to find another deck or figure out the new evolving strategy. Mm -hmm. It was just a lot of work. It was, it was five very stressful weeks. I mean, yep. it was nice to come out you know, winning it, but it was it it was it was like very stressful on me. Yeah, and, and Brad's gonna slip in that he won a, a couple yeah. well, I, a couple I, I, times. We're up to two for the show so far, <laughs> and we're three minutes in. Uh, so the 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 big change for this time that viewers are gonna notice and that's gonna impact your guys' play a lot is that we're we're condensing to four weeks, and the way we're doing that is each of the divisions gets its own week. So one week equals one division. Of one play. week equals one division. Every yeah. week when you tune in you will find out who the division winner 
is going to be, and then Brad can talk more about it if he wins the division yeah. this next time. <laughs> uh, so the way it's going to work is that each MPL member will play round robin at the beginning of their division's week. Those matches actually will become available uh, as the week goes on. So you don't even have to wait for the weekend to see some of the week's MPL play. It will be on individual players' YouTube channels uh, or streams. And then what the show will be is the bracket play. Round robin play will determine the top four. The top four will then enter a essentially double elimination bracket where third and fourth already have a loss. We were talking about it before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll have a winner of the division and each you week. See, so you, you can see the bracket see, on your screen. Yep, now. absolutely. So you can see players one and two uh, essentially come in uh, with a free win. So it's very important to you guys to come out on top. How how yeah. much is that worth to you guys coming in first or second? So it 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 it's definitely you know every time you don't have to play a match that mm-hmm. you've technically already won, it's it's important to get that. But it makes sense why first and second would get this. So to clarify even more, eight players will, are, are going to come in each week, and the other twenty four MPL members will play other weeks. Mm-hmm. So the first time the first week of MPL weekly play. Eight players will play round robin, and the top four will move on to this bracket play. Now, um, it seems like a huge advantage for first and second compared to third and fourth, but if you looked at last season, mm-hmm. the, the, it, it kind of became a little, like, tiebreakers were very important, but there was, like, two different divisions that had two people at six and one, mm-hmm. and only one of them got to go on. Yeah. Like, Seth Manfield and William Jensen both went six and one and had nothing to show for it. Yeah. And, and so, you know, giving these first and seconds a little leg up on the third and fourth does make a lot of sense for that because fourth in that bracket could also just be like three and four or four and three compared yeah. to six and one. So that is an advantage and it's huge because um, if you're third and fourth in the loser's bracket, you're going to have to win um, four matches mm-hmm. to win your division, whereas if you're in first or second, you could win two. Yeah. And so so that is a, that is a big leg up um, to win each MPL Weekly uh, division. Yep. And then we're making another change with the bracket play in that the round robin play, you do have to play with one deck, but then you can change that deck for bracket play. So previously, you had to play, you picked your deck at the beginning of the week and you, you played it. And, uh, but you what, played less matches. You like played you, fewer matches with it, yeah. yeah. So what were some of the issues with that from a player side? My own mental health, okay. um, honestly. Like, so that's I, important. I, like, yeah, we're yeah, laughing, yeah. but that's very important. That's, I, I, uh, I worry about deck selection um, to a fault, mm-hmm. and there was times where, you know, we would we would submit our decks. So everyone's on a fair playing ground. We'd submit our decks uh, at a certain time, and then we would play that later on in the week. And you'd play one or two matches per week, um, and. You know, I would stress out and gather as much data as I could until mm-hmm. deck submission. And then once I did, I, I actually just like, I mean, I know a lot of people were, were guilty of this. They would play the deck that they submitted like on their streams or that's the only deck that they would like play ranked play with. Yeah. You know, you would just play that for four days straight. And like, I did not like this process because as weeks are evolving and, and things like that, I want to explore things. But I mean, if you've ever played a tournament where you lock your deck in early, you're not going to want to play a different deck. Yeah. You're just going to want to play that deck until you play the tournament. Yep. And so I, I didn't really like that process on the, on the player side. This is more stressful, though, because I have to pick one deck and play all seven matches. If I yep. guess wrong, I could be in trouble. Maybe I sneak in the top four, but then I get a chance to switch the deck, yeah. which is really nice. Yep. Um, and it's going to be interesting because this is all happening each week, right? Like, we play seven matches. 
what if like some one of my opponents comes with a really cool deck that I didn't even know about, mm -hmm. and now we're both in you know the the, the top, top four, four bracket play, and we can switch. Like yeah. there, there's a lot of love in there, and we don't have a lot of time. It's not right. like I get a week to think about this like like I did with the last time. We have to be on our feet. That you know, like we have one week to finish this all these matches, mm -hmm. and th there's going to be some last minute decisions made between um, the the round robin play and the bracket play. So I think that's something that I'm really interested in seeing how that develops each week and how mm -hmm. people handle these small metagame decisions. Well, and one thing you said before the show, too, was that it felt more like one tournament. Oh, yeah. I mean, it it's definitely going to be nice. Like, I even said, like, playing eight, eight, all of your matches, your round robin, in, in one week, and then playing out this, just, it, it puts a nice bow on it. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's... You just get to watch this one turn effective tournament progress through until there's an eventual champion. Whereas when when um, the last split happened, one of the things like I even like I was I was metagaming, talking to my fiance, and I'm like, I play Seth. What Seth is one of my last opponents, but we're both 4-0 right now. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty sure that whoever wins that match has the best chance. Like it's the most important yeah. of the matches, and I didn't really like that idea that like. We're just taking these little parts of a tournament. It's like it's like saying you go play, you know, Friday Night Magic, but round three is more important than round two or four. Yeah, it just it didn't it. I, I didn't like that feel. Sure. Whereas now I select a deck, and I play that deck, and and I hope it goes well. But then, you know, when the dust settles, we will have a winner at the end, and there's a nice bow in it, and people, you know, will know who wins as opposed to just jumping around divisions. Mm -hmm. And we've we've mentioned you know winning the division, which. Brad won. Brad by the won way. the division. I don't won know if you guys heard. I didn't bring that up, but I'm yeah. going to count it. <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean to you guys to win the division? Winning the division is is pretty big because, especially you know, with Mythic Championship three, Brian and I both won our divisions, mm -hmm. and we just didn't have to play day one. I mean, yeah. this like that's that's huge. It's a it's a huge advantage, uh, and and it's not even just. Like the the prize jump in the tournament was five thousand dollars, and there was some mythic points on the line that we you know it jumped from eleven to twenty four that you just make that, and it's not and you know we 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 earned it through beating a lot of tough competition to mm -hmm. get there, but but getting that chance to accomplish this now puts us in a position that like I felt advantage in a lot of ways at the mythic championship because I was well rested on Friday, I was watching like I was play testing, I was seeing yeah. decks, I was like. I think this person's going to make day two. Let's play some matches against their deck, mm -hmm. figuring out their, their sideboard plans and stuff like that. And then, um, you know, one of the things I did feel disadvantaged with is I got there on on Saturday and to play, and I haven't played a match in the room. Everyone else has played, you know, anywhere between six and eight of them. Mm -hmm. And it's my first time logging into the computers. It's <laughs> my first time sitting down at them. Um, but, I mean, it, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big advantage just just to be able to be part of like such a smaller amount of people, mm -hmm. and you're so close to the the finals. I mean, I played three matches on on day two, and then I was on to on to day three. You know, yeah. it and was that crazy. tournament it was wild. Pretty well for you too. Yeah. It did. It it was a roller coaster. Yeah, yeah. It, it went well. Yeah, super fun to watch too. Um, and then one other change we're making that doesn't really affect the players nearly as much, except for for promoting your channels is that we're actually allowing you guys to put your matches up, your round-robin matches up, during the week. So players will get to see, or fans will get to see how you did, 
who's in the top four, who's going to be featured in that week's show, uh, how your deck did. They'll get to watch some of the games leading up to the show. Uh, do you have any plans yet what you're going to do with your videos? I, I'm full transparency. I'm going to be mm -hmm. real honest. I have a YouTube channel. I have not really done much with it. Mm -hmm. uh, we haven't even planted really any seeds in there. And I don't have bumpers yet. And I want them. I don't just want to throw up a VOD yeah. without it making it look good. So I might have to look into that and rush that because I do like the idea of letting us take these matches we played and use them right away because that was something that we could do last time but after, after the, the weekend yeah. after the broadcast and sometimes it just doesn't you know as days go on it just doesn't feel like I'm not as invested in my own content so right. being able to get that out there as soon as you want and just to build a little hype about something is, is really cool yeah um, I want to throw out we're also going to be taking questions for Brad oh, in yeah. the chat they can be about the MPL they can be about Moving to Washington, if you want. They, yeah. they can be about whatever you want. Throw He's him in here, the chat. Though. He's here. He's going to answer questions. Yeah. We might, we've got him in the studio. We might as well, we might as well keep him here as long as possible. Yeah. It won't well, be longer I, I, than 3 o'clock because that's when the <laughs> that's when commander free. We know what they want. Okay, we yeah. know what they want. <laughs> we get it. But if you are here to hear from Brad, uh, throw your questions in chat. We'll be answering them, uh, or Brad will be answering them by the end of the show. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about that's kind of cool is that we're inviting MPL players to actually be casters on the mm -hmm. show. So we're, we're bringing in the players who are doing this. Uh, obviously, if we have one week is one division, we can bring in a player from a different division to comment on the matches. So we've got the first week's lineup. So Ooh. let's throw that up there. This is for the week uh, airing August 10th. So not this weekend, but the following weekend. So some familiar, familiar some names familiar and faces up there. Ben, ben Starks, the wild card in that group. <laughs> he's, he's definitely a wild card. He's, he's always <laughs> fun to watch commentate. MPL member Ben Stark. MPL member Ben Stark. Uh, and then Becca Scott, Marshall Sutcliffe, and Cedric Phillips all did some of some or all of the last round of weekly MPL play. So excited to have them back. And then. Brad, you're doing one of the weeks too. Aren't I am, you? yeah. No, I'm. I'm excited. Uh, this is almost more exciting than playing it. Just, I, I just want to do commentary on this. So, mm -hmm. um, I, I know who I'm working with, which I'm also excited about. But I, I think it's awesome to bring us in to do things like this because, uh, it's it. Arena Magic is just a whole other ball game. There's a lot of really interesting things that we're doing or having to evolve in our games. One of them being perfect information magic. And that, that has just been a fascinating thing. So like those are things that I think that we can really come in and show the little finer points of what MPL Weekly and what the gameplay is like. I mean, I could talk for hours about how doing this is different than, you know, traveling to a bunch of uh, tournaments and, and playing playing a bunch of round tournaments. It, mm -hmm. it's, it's just a whole nother ball game. Okay. And, and I also think that um, this setup is also going to change, I mean, it was a whole other monster, just the first split of how I approached it. And um, I, I still am trying to wrap my head around how I'm going to approach how the week plays out, how yeah. I'm going to like decide how to take in the information for bracket play. It, it's, it's way different than just picking a deck, playing around, seeing if you win, pick another deck, playing around, see if you win. There's yeah. like so many levels of metagaming and deck decision mm -hmm. and sideboard decisions that are going into play with this kind of structure. Yeah. Have you ever commented, commented before? Have you ever been in the booth? Um, I, I have many, many, many years ago on, on SCG Live. And then uh, a few times I've been in the booth with Marshall. Mm -hmm. uh, but th they were easy matches to come take because they would have me come in as like, let's watch this like match that you won. 
like three or four hours ago and talk about it. Yeah, yeah, it's all like you know the softball. Like it, it was, it was easy commentary. I want, I want the nitty gritty hard matches played mm -hmm. that I haven't seen before. I'm, yeah. I'm excited uh, about that. Yeah, and, and arena's fast. Like it's like it's you got to talk real fast to to make sure you're capturing all that action because like. Yeah, oh, yeah, Steve, you come. I did. I did week. one one week. I did. I did a fill in. Uh, it was a lot of fun. But man, after uh, after every time we would commentate a match, I would just be like, I need to take five sips of water because yeah. it's you have to talk at light speed. Oh yeah, to get your yeah. to get your points across. Yeah, I mean yeah. there's you know the arena's fast. Like I thought about that. Like so I thought like MC3 was one of the. It felt exciting. I was part of the action, and I was like having to catch my own breath playing the matches. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But just. I've been there, right? I've been on Sunday stage in tabletop. I've been, you know, in, in a lot of tournaments. But that one just felt chaotic and fast for me. Mm -hmm. And I thought about it. I'm like, you know, like, we were playing these, like, three-game Esper sets in 25 minutes. Mm -hmm. Those those are those are 50-minute-long matches on tabletop, you know, and dice and everything. And, like, we're just, just like, flying through these matches. It's just yeah. It seems it seems difficult to come to it actually. It's it's a challenge, but it's really fun. Oh, like, I, I think you're you're going to be great at it. I'm really I'm, excited. I, to see I'm really excited about. It. I was I, yeah. I was jumping at it when 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 I got offered that. It's it's really I, I'm looking forward to it. Steve, uh, besides stay hydrated, what advice would you give to Brad on commentating? Uh, the best advice that I got is uh, you know pay attention to the to the rest of the commentary team. Like make sure to take the ball when they give it to you, and to give the ball back when you feel like you need to. That's yeah, the, that was the, the best advice I got. <laughs> that so. has been my plan for yeah. almost everything. So yeah, I, I just follow directions. <laughs> yeah. That was that was my philosophy too, and it paid off. Yeah. So you know, I think I, I mean, think you're gonna have a lot of fun. People are gonna be I think really stoked to hear from somebody uh, of your knowledge level of standard. Uh, mm -hmm. Just like I know that whenever, uh, whenever you're streaming, and I have the chance to tune in. Like it's really great to get your insights on the format, and because uh, you are you are widely regarded to be one of the best standard players of all time. So. Thank you, I, but I will say on my stream there there's there's a high variance in what you <laughs> what you get and what you expect on cer certain days. But uh, no, I'm looking forward. I'm going to put a lot of work into it. Actually, like mm -hmm. the the new system also makes that much easier. Um, if we were doing it like the old split, I would have said no. Because that's my time that I can be working for the next week, yeah. and and but now, like I will not have to sacrifice my chances, and to to do this commentary to 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 take this opportunity. So I really like that. So I can actually spend that time focusing and making sure that I put on the best show, and and that's what I want to do. Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, had a question. It went away. Cool. <laughs> no, there it is. You had an article come out on Star City today about the new standard format. Uh, yes. After core, what um, obviously don't give away the the yeah, article, don't. but what what are kind of some decks that you're looking at for when your play does start, um, or well, or general strategies? Well, I can't I can't tell you, like I I actually can't tell you any secrets because I did write everything I knew in 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 mm -hmm. that article. Um, but the the one thing I will say is I'm shocked how much uh, 2020. Or M twenty Corset twenty twenty. Mm -hmm. That's Corset yeah. twenty twenty. That's the name. <laughs> um, has influence standard. Corset's mm -hmm. usually uh, like maybe a, a handful of cards. Like yeah. the two best decks in my opinion are based around Scape Shift and uh, the Land of the Dead. The yep, Field of the Dead. Field yeah. of the yeah. Dead. Yeah. And Soren of Vampires. Like there's a vampire yeah. themed deck, and I think it's the best aggressive deck. And um, there was a Twitch Rivals tournament, and multiple of the people that played played it went like fifteen and one or fifteen and two with it, and um, even on the early access, I want to play Soren because Soren just seems like an absurd magic card, and it is. Mm -hmm. And so I really don't know how to attack both 
um, the the Bandscape Shift deck and Vampires, mm -hmm. and I have to figure that out. That's yeah. that's what I'm doing until my split is trying to figure that out because I think both of those decks are extremely good, well positioned mm -hmm. strategies based around two of the most powerful three mana Planeswalkers in Teferi Time Raveler and Soren something something. Vengeful Bloodlord. There we go. Vengeful Bloodlord. That's why. Are you not sure it's Imperious something? It might be Imperious. Imperious Bloodlord. I think it's Imperious Bloodlord. Yeah. He's a Bloodlord. Chat will tell us in a second. Yeah. Sure. So let's talk a little bit about the divisions for the upcoming split. So this is all new information. We've got four divisions. They are still named the same. So Pearl, Emerald, Sapphire, and Ruby, but they are made up of different groups of people. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely, you know, it's, it's based on standings at certain times, and, and I think that is a, a good way to do it. I th you know, you don't want the same mm -hmm. divisions to happen over and over again. Yeah. Well, let's see. The, let's bring up Brad's division the first. The Pearl Division. Pearl Division. Thank you, Sean. So, Brad Nelson's name is highlighted in here. Why, Brad? Oh, that's because I won my division last time. <laughs> Count it. Four. <laughs> <laughs> so in each of these graphics, uh, anyone who previously won a division is highlighted in red. So, Brad, who out of this do you think is going to be your toughest competition? I, 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 I don't know. This is, this, this is murder's row. Like, there's so many good Magic players in this group, and I, I understand. Like, I could say, I could say everyone in the MPL is great at Magic, but, like, if... if if you wanted me to list almost everyone that I'd be afraid to play in in my division, it's it's on this list. Yeah, I mean, I could even say like Gregor's Kowalski had a very bad first division, mm -hmm. and you know I, I would have said maybe you know I have a few people that I might be able to like prey on in this division, and then he just went and killed it at both MC three and four. Like yeah. he's finding his stride. So like I don't know. Like Marcio is is just great. Like Pieter is. A wild card. He's just. I, I think that he's just intu intuitively good at magic, and mm -hmm. he just can figure things out quickly. Carlos is one of the best magic players to not be considered one of the best magic players. Yeah. And so I, I don't know. Every everyone's good on this list. It's not easy. When I saw this for the first time, I, I wasn't honestly. I wasn't happy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just wasn't. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've got world champions in there. You've got mythic uh, uh, championship. Champions, mythic, mythic champion? championship winners, winners in there. <laughs> it's Pearl is certainly one of the stronger divisions. It is not. There's only one division that has two former division winners in it, and we'll get to that in a moment. Next up, we're going to talk about. Oh, let's go with Ruby. Ruby sounds like a good division to talk about. Uh, so. Rie Sato was a former division winner. He was one of the ones who... Like Brad. Won. Like Brad. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Brad's doppelganger, Mike Sigrist, is in this as well. Uh, now, obviously, again, everyone's very good. We've got former winners in here for basically every type of tournament we've ever run. Yeah, a lot but of as, fan favorites in as this division. But as a fan, who would you like to see come out of this division? Uh, subjectively, I'd like to see Reed Duke win... Objectively, I think William Jensen has the highest chance of winning. Okay. Um, if, if you, you know, it's it's really hard to keep up with everyone's records throughout the year. Mm -hmm. But if you looked at MC3, uh, William was one of the the players that finished six one in their division to not get there, to not get the uh, the buy into day two, mm -hmm. and was one of the players that finished five three in that tournament and to not make day two. Like the literal best he could have done to not progress in the tournament and. And and uh, I, 
I don't really know how to best explain this, but the better you are at magic, the the cl the more you realize who's like the gaps between the players. Mm -hmm. And until you sit down against Billy, you you just you don't actually know how good he is. Mm -hmm. Like it's it, it's so hard to explain because once you're down, like he's he's getting you to believe things. He's figuring out what you're thinking right away. Like all these little tiny things and. Mm -hmm. So I, I, that's the one person I don't want in any of my divisions ever. So that is that is that is a silver lining about being in Pearl for this one. Yeah. So you you talked about him figuring out what you're doing. Is talk a little bit about the difference playing these matches on arena versus playing in real life on tabletop. It it is it's it's much different. Um, but at first I thought, honestly, at first I thought that like transitioning to arena. For competitive reasons, mm -hmm. I wouldn't like because of just how the system works. Like, if you don't set the right stop at the right time, then it you'll give away information on what's in your hand or not. But a lot of that kind of boils away. There's different ways to play it on there. Um, but uh, you just have to relearn what's important. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's with like what kind of deck selections you use or, or what kind of strategies or or when you're deploying your spells and things like that. Um, for me though, I'm playing against like some of the best players in the world and they are, there's quite a few of them that are better at like parsing that kind of information, tabletop information, mm -hmm. than I am. And so I'm, I would much rather play against somebody on, on a computer because I think like that helps me strategically on Arena. Because like I just don't want to sit against Billy in, Again, you just have to sit against him to understand what I'm saying, but he'll just he'll read you like a book. Like it's 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 just scary. So yeah. I like any way to stifle that ability. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's look at the next division. So the next division is Sapphire, the best of the Moxes. And this is the one with uh, with two division winners. Yeah, including yeah. Brian Bronduin, who it's you also boy. mentioned that won the division, and then uh, Ken Yukihiro. Brian sometimes appears as a special guest on your podcast, right? Oh well, yes, he yeah. does actually. Yeah. When, when he says yes, yeah, once in a while. Yeah, on the Bash Bros podcast that you can find at Bash Bros Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so who? Uh, I, 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 I mean, obviously, your favorite that you'd like to see come out of this division is BBD. Yes, but take him out of the equation. Then who? Just completely remove him from. Just pretend he's not there. I would say, if I have to make guesses again, I would say subjectively, I'd say Shahar as he, he was on like our team, Genesis, mm -hmm. and uh, objectively, I'd say Javier. Like, Javier is another just scary magic player recently. He's mm -hmm. just been doing very well. Um, to be fair, a lot, of, a lot of his recent success has been in modern, mm -hmm. but he, he just, he clicks with magic and he plays so much of it and he cares so much that, like, I, he's someone that, like, will just grind until he feels comfortable. Yeah. And so... I think that uh, I, th I would consider him one, but I do want to talk about Brian for a minute because I, kn I know that, like Brian and I do a lot of content, and we're best friends and things mm -hmm. like that, but I, I had a conversation with him, and I'll, I'll be honest with it too. Like the other day we were talking about Standard, and, and he said something that was kind of, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't know the word, but there is one, but he was just like kind of beat himself up about it for some reason. I was like, you know, like you are better right now than I am. Like mm -hmm. I don't know if you understand this, but like you've leveled up, and I, you just, you're not aware that like you're playing at a higher level now. Like he's tied with Reduke for most mythic points of the season. Yeah. He's been killing almost every tournament. He's had some blunders in the actual arena tournaments, the Mythic Invitational and the Mythic Championship three. But besides that, he has just done well at everything that he's mm -hmm. played this whole season. 
And so I do think that like if 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 any of the four of us have a chance of repeating, I think it's Brian. Okay. Former 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 world champion Brian Brown Brown Doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, last division that we're going to look at that exists in the league is the Emerald Division. So this is the one where there are no previous division winners. So we but will get still a, some really excellent players. Some, like this is still know, just a couple players. Hall of a, a couple. This one wow. may this division might be the one with the most Hall of Famers. I didn't actually do that count, but just looking at it, like this is a stacked division. Yeah, who do you like out of this division, Brad? I, I don't make me pick on this one. This, <laughs> this like, is insane. Honestly, it is like this. It's also just like that. Most of these players have had arguments of being the best at one time or another. Yeah, and and so like this this does seem like a, a really challenging group. Um, it's too hard to pick. Like this is the this is one's going to come down to wh whoever whichever player was like really clicking, mm -hmm. like like really understanding where standards at, where their opponents are going to be at, and probably some luck is good. Luck is going to come into these. Like I think you know there are four division winners, but like it, the the. It's so razor edge close on each one, right? Like Seth and I were right there beside each other. One, one top deck, he he was the division winner. You know, mm -hmm. like that. It comes down to those little close things. So, that that one's going to be an interesting one to watch, though, because like, how do you approach, like that set of players? Also, yeah. like the one thing about that group of players, I think that there's a lot of different players that kind of aren't moving targets. Mm -hmm. Shouta is always going to play control. Matt Nass yep. is going to probably like. Have a good chance of leveraging something like Nexus, and and there's like these kind of strat like people that just play one certain archetype. So seeing how they move around to make sure they're not a moving target, and metagaming that one's going to be interesting. Yep. Well, and you know you say those players are pretty well known for those type of archetypes, but they still do well with them. You can sit down across from yeah. them, know what their general game plan is going to be, well, and still lose and to them. Still lose <laughs> to them. <laughs> yeah. Shouta, for example, um, I thought he had the best deck going in MC3. I was blown away when I saw deck list. And uh, Kai and I both beat him with our version, our take on Esper Hero. And I mm -hmm. even, like came up and apologized to him later in the day. I'm like, I'm sorry, I thought <laughs> you were going to win the tournament. Like, you know, we got very fortunate to beat him. Yeah. Uh, but he was just crushing that event. And yeah, I mean, he he just knows how to build control decks. So um, I think that shoutout also can be really good in these small metagame tournaments like MPL Weekly mm -hmm. uh, if he has enough time to figure it out. Yeah. All right. We are going to, so those are the four divisions. Um, if any of the divisions contains your favorite player, just so you know, the entire, the MPL weekly starts up again August 10th. That's not this weekend. It's not this the week. weekend after. It is the following weekend. It will go for two weeks. It will take a week off for Grand Prix Vegas, and then it will come back with two more weeks. The order we're going in is Pearl Division, Emerald Division, Sapphire Division, and then Ruby Division. So, so you're telling me I have to start plant, practicing you immediately? You should probably start <laughs> yeah. figuring things right, out. Pretty, just done. I, I yeah. better, I'm He's like, I gotta quick. go. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're a fan of Brad, former division winner, he's gonna be playing. <laughs> Count it. He's gonna be playing uh, in week one. You'll maybe see him on August 10th. He has to make the top that four. That's true. Yeah, I have to, to actually be. Well, on we'll, we'll hope show. to see you on August 10th. Yeah, I, I will try my best. Yeah. <laughs> yep. uh, so we're going to ask Brad some questions now. We've gotten some from chat. If you have a question for Brad, throw it in chat. Still gathering them. Uh, 
to answer everyone's question about Commander. Those are coming up in 29 minutes. It will immediately, well, it will follow what? this stream at 3 p.m. Can, can I just tell them all the cards you already told me? You can just, yeah. <laughs> is that, is Brad's that cool? a huge Commander fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, I'm only going to ask Brad questions that I think he knows the answer to. So, if they are questions... No, I want, I want the hard ones. <laughs> no. Uh, okay. Uh, this, this one's e easy, maybe. What's your favorite color combination? I don't know. No. <laughs> just immediately. I'm just like, oh, oh god, locked and Um It's it's uh, it would have to either be Golgari or um, Simic. Okay. But usually in combination, like I like combinations like uh, Teamer or Soltai. Uh, I just feel like printing any green creature that costs three mana that draws cards is a mistake, <laughs> and you know it's been going on for quite a few years because green based. Creature-based, green-based decks that have the ability to have removal or interaction, like negate or like incinerate effects, you know, like mm -hmm. harness lightning or whatever, are just my cup of tea. I like playing them. Right now, it's not really possible in standard, um, but I've always just liked the decks that have like six to ten removal spells, some card advantage, some green creatures. Get in there, take the removal spells out, bring in negates, uh, like Teamer Energy and Soltai, mid range and and Marvel mm -hmm. ramped. Bant, Coco. I mean, I played all these decks. That's all I played. Yeah. Like they're, you know, they have the same formula. Like, and and I just, I just love them. Play green creatures, draw some cards, encounter the big spells. Yeah. Um, so I know the answer. I, I know the question. The answer to the question. Do you I did like win the first division? Oh, did yes. you? Okay. <laughs> I did. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, but have what for? How about this? What formats do you play? I play whatever Wizards tells me to yeah. <laughs> by the tournaments that they run, and then I go play in those. Okay, so um, you're, you're strictly on the competitive side. There's no formats you play for fun or anything like that? Uh, I, well, I, I play... Uh, well, who says he doesn't have fun playing tournament that, magic? That's fair. Come on, I, that's I, fair. Play, I play street magic against my fiancé on our kitchen table in Sealds. Whenever I get product, we play Sealds, and I lose a lot of the time. <laughs> okay. and, it, and, it's, and it's a, it's a sore spot. But um, other than that, no. I, I play casually with her. We'll go to play... Two at a giant and stuff like that, but uh, I I I stick to the the competitive because like it's kind of, I I do like that yep because I like when I like I don't I hate losing more than I like winning if that makes sense and I don't mm -hmm. know if that's healthy and it's something I should work on but it's a truth yeah. and so when each week comes by I want the best content I want to you know hit mythic on the ladder I want to do all these things and that takes a lot of time but. If, if I got to run everything, I would say Legacy is actually my favorite format. I understand Standard better, but I, I do like I do like Customer Service. Maybe I say that because I only play it once a year. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Maybe if I had to play it a lot more, I wouldn't, but no. Stand, I play just a ton of Standard. I just like, I have to hit Mythic every season. I don't know yep. why. Uh, it's an addiction. There's nothing that can come of it for me. Except, yeah, especially yeah. for you. Like, yeah, you work we here. Can't, we can't yeah. go anywhere with it, so yeah, I, it, but... Yeah, same thing. I just, I just have to hit Mythic. Yeah. I just, I don't want to, you know, I want to, at the end of the season, I want to be in Diamond, yeah. I, you know, <laughs> or Platinum. Um, I'm going to, so this question was just asked, but I think it's kind of pertinent to some of the stuff you were talking about. Uh, besides working on uh, limiting misplays, what are some of the things you can work on to improve your game? Um, the, I don't know if this is the best approach to take for this, because... There's so many different ways to improve or to actually do things that would make you worse. Mm -hmm. 
It's to devalue success to just only focus on mastery. So, so, you know, if you do well at something, don't just assume that that's going to help you. You know, like, ever, like so many people, I, I have imposter syndrome in the sense that every time people are like, Brad's really good at standard, or Brad was the division winner, and we make jokes about that, that I know that that's not going to help me win again. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to put just as much work into it and work just as hard. And so don't look at the results. Just, just you're going to make mistakes. I made mistakes in the finals of that Mythic Championship 3. I believe that I could have won the finals of that Mythic Championship. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm living with those and I'm trying to improve. Like, they happen. They happen to everyone. Everyone mm -hmm. makes mistakes. Every pro that you like has left a tournament and said, I played terribly. Mm -hmm. You know, that just happens. So you have to just identify them, not worry about your results, not worry about if people, you know, expect things of you and just find your mistakes and control the things that you can control, which are the way you build your decks, the way you cyber your decks, the way you play your decks, and the, the metagame you expected. And after every tournament, you look at those things and you evaluate where you could have improved on them. Mm -hmm. And then you move on to the next one. And it's not this, it's not this mountain that you're going to put a flag on top and you're like, I am now good at magic. Yeah. That's success. Now I have won this tournament. That's what that is. But if you're just trying to stay good at magic, it's it's never ending. It's yeah. it's not a peak. It's just a constant. What's one thing that you're working on for yourself right now? Mostly maintenance, like just trying to keep up with these formats. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not kidding. 2019 has sped up. It's been a lot of. It's fast. It's like more content, more tournaments, more big tournaments. Like the, all the 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 MPL weekly stuff and. And I'm, I'm having to keep up with a lot of formats a lot of the times. Like, you know, one tournament concludes and it's like, I have to start preparing for this one. So it's mostly keeping up with formats and trying to be on top of them, mm -hmm. which we've seen, we've seen an uptick of that. Like, with, with the MPL coming out, like, a lot of us are staying involved in, in formats and we're seeing, like, formats speed up. There's a lot of, a lot of the metagame is evolving from content creation, whether it's on Twitch or on websites and stuff like that. There's a lot more, like, you have to keep up with, the streamers and the content creators to figure out where the metagames are going. Mm -hmm. um, and, and because we're all playing a whole lot more. I also said that at the beginning of the year, I was just like, I do not like the fact that William Jensen is going to go from playing maybe 10 hours a week to 30 or 40 when he started streaming. Yeah. And he's going to get a whole lot better <laughs> a lot faster this season. Um, got a good question in chat that's not necessarily for Brad, but I want to answer it. Uh, when, at what point in the week will we know which four players will be competing in each division's top four bracket? That is a good question. It is a great question. Yeah. So round robin play is going to take place Monday through Wednesday. Bracket play is going to take place Thursday, Friday. So uh, you should start knowing on Wednesday. And mm -hmm. if if Brad makes the top four, I'm sure he'll he'll tweet about it and let people know what's happening. Oh, or, I will. Yeah. 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 Uh, and, and anyone else. So it's, it, we're not keeping that under wraps. As soon as round robin play is concluded on Wednesday, as soon as someone's clinched the division uh, or the top four of the division, they'll be able to say. Right, like, like Brad did when he won when the he division. When he won the division for the last Sparks time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I would like a fact checker because I don't think I did tweet about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Next question. Um, this was a question about how much modern are you still playing? And uh, none. And none. <laughs> I'm not touching. I don't have to touch it for like a year. I'm done. <laughs> Would you still play Jund? Um, I want to play Jund actually at this tournament. I made a promise myself to for the Championship Four uh, that uh, I wouldn't play it. And for anyone that doesn't know, I was not actually at this tournament because I 
for the first time ever for a European trip. I was like, I'm just going to go the last day possible because I you know, just want a quick trip over and come back. Yeah. And I was resetting my sleep schedule on this side of, of the world. No, no. And then I, I saw that my passport expired within three months, and that was a new thing, and I couldn't get it expedited in time to get the last flight to get out, and here I am. But mm -hmm. uh, So uh, I was going to play Hogak. I told myself I'm not playing Jund or Blue White. These yeah. are decks that I've played for a lot, and my, my you know Brian is very good at deck selection of modern. He's like, don't play these style strategies. So I think what's funny is the one the first time I've accepted that I shouldn't be a Jun player is the one time it's good. <laughs> I just I don't even. <laughs> it's it's so absurd to me. But no, like I, I played a lot of modern. I I actually don't dislike playing the format, mm -hmm. but I don't want to play a ton of it. I'd much rather play standard. I I don't know why. I just. I just enjoy smaller pools of, of cards, and sure. I don't want to have to keep keep up with forty decks and matchups. And yeah, makes so sense. I'm excited that I don't have to play it for a long time. Uh, next question we've got from chat, and again, keep them coming. Uh, what's your favorite card? Interesting. Wow. Actually, no. I always I always I always think it's interesting, and then I just know the answer. It's Knight of the White Orchid. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is, I, do, right. we need, do we need explanation on it? You yeah. saw me do a double take, Definitely. so please. Yeah. I have spent most of my career trying to figure out, like, so everyone's like, what's it like to, you know, what, how do you prepare on the last couple days for tournaments? Like, well, I take the deck I want to play, and I take the worst matchup, and I play a hundred games of that on the draw. Mm -hmm. I just sit there on the draw over and over and over again playing these games. Yeah. And, the, and so I care way more than most people about sideboarding differently and having plans play or draw, having my decks built so they can do that with all the different decks. Like, I mean, I could probably do a lot of content on this, but you can see throughout the history, I'll just have like, you know, a shock in my sideboard or the equivalent of a shock in my mid-range decks in the sideboard. And it might look a little off, but it's because like on the play I want you know, less two-man removal or early removal on the draw. I want more, and I do all these things. Yeah. Another worker is literally that magic card, but in permanent form. It is a card that you want on the draw, and you can build your decks around, and that is not good on the play. And so mm -hmm. your decks literally have to, if you're trying to build a deck, you just have to build around the fact that Knight of the White Orchid is a two-drop potential three-drop that has differing value, play or draw, mm. At, and it's not just contextual to what your opponents are playing. It's like built into the design of the magic card. Yeah. And and I love that fact. I would love more cards like Knight of the Wood Orchid, cards that are just like good at catching you up on the draw and mm -hmm. cards that you want to take out of your deck on the play unless you're an aggressive strategy and it's good in the matchup but then you want to keep it in and all these different things, right? Yeah. So I, I've always just loved that card. I've played it whenever I could. Um, I... I was the, like I convinced Brian to play it at Worlds in the year that he won, and we had Knight of the Orchid in, in our Bant Human strategy. So mm -hmm. like, I, I play it every time I can. Okay. Um, what since that answer surprised me, what's your yeah. favorite green mid range creature? What's my favorite <laughs> green mid range creature? Yeah. <laughs> Tireless Tracker for like obvious reasons. Okay. Like it's just you sequence it different. You know, uniquely sometimes you'll just jam it on turn three and hope it lives. Sometimes you'll wait a few turns. To, to get more value out of it. I don't know. Like, card... I played a lot of Tireless Tracker. Mm -hmm. Okay. Card's very good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, next question we have from chat. Do you see Ley Lines making any impact in Standard? No, except maybe the green one if, like... And it would have to be in the next couple... It, it would just have to happen in the next uh, two months, if anything, just because Lana Elves is rotating. I believe it's, it's gone, right? It, 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 is in, it is in Dominaria, meaning and, and that 
an M19, meaning, yeah. Meaning that it will rotate yes. when uh, Eldrin yeah, so, comes out. Well, that's a sad day. I was like, when it comes <laughs> back. But so that card's going to be rotating, which means that the 12 elf ramp strategies are going to get worse because, you know, right now, you know, there's so many Nissa based decks, but that's, it's worse. It's going to become worse because you're not going to be able to play it on turn three. Mm -hmm. um, you'd, you, there's just no possibility, right? Yeah. I guess Leyline. <laughs> Layla, yeah. Yeah, Leyline can get you there. Um, so maybe, but uh, it would, I could only see the green one. I'd, I, honestly, though, I don't even know the other colored ones because I didn't even keep up which, with Black them. is... Well, I know it's Void. Yeah. Void, white is Sanctity, uh, blue is Anticipation. And the red one's new. The red one's new. It's if you're targeted... If you or something you control is targeted, shock them. Yeah, I, I don't see these cards seen, seen play. I mean, the Leyline design is really cool, and I like that some of them, you know, exist. The green one, I think, is the coolest one that's been printed ever, though, because it's just a card that you just put in your main deck. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's just, it, it, it synergizes with your base game plan, not, it's, not, it's not competes a with something, card, yeah. not competes with your oppose, the opposing game plan. So I, I think that one's, like, a really cool design. Yeah. Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, the, this question did not specify the format, so answer this however you sure, want, standard. I guess. Okay. Yeah. Is <laughs> Karn Great Creator being undervalued right now? No, if anything, I think it was being overvalued because, uh, well, I mean, if you just looked at uh, MC4 and the Open, it was won by, you know, Tron without it. Yeah. And I played a ton of Tron leading up to MC4 with it, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of matchups I didn't like it. Okay. And, but I kept it in because that's what everyone does. Like, that's, you know, everyone else is playing with this card, so I'm going to play with it because I'm not, I'm not coming in saying, like, I know so much about Modern, I'm reinventing the wheel here. Mm -hmm. you know, I'm just doing whatever other people are doing and trying to tune them. But then, lo and behold, both tournaments are won by people that are like, this isn't good enough, I'm just going to play OG Tron, and it's a better version. So mm -hmm. I think the card is being overhyped, if anything. Okay. Uh, do, do, do. Who is better at Magic the Gathering, you or Corey? Sadly, I have to say myself. Okay. Um, for years, <laughs> I said it was Corey, and I, I mean, he's still great, but like, I, for a long time, I thought, I thought he was better than me, but in the last couple of years, I mean, I'm really good. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Fair enough. Good answer. Fair enough. <laughs> Brad goes back and forth between humble Brad and humble brag. It's a disease. Pretty, pretty, it is yeah. a disease. <laughs> uh, what plane would you like to go back to? Well, I think I'd like to go back to Lorwyn. Okay. Like, no, no. I think Lorwyn, like, uh, like the Merfolk and the Kithkin and the Tree Folk. I, you know, I goblins. I, I just like all of that stuff. Okay. Uh, this might be a related question. What's your all-time favorite standard format? Mm. Interesting. Well, these are these all these memory ones. You know, we've played so many. It's like, <laughs> how do I? How do everyone else answer these questions? It's like in the history. Like, how do you like this one thing? It's it's hard to figure out. But I would say some somewhere somewhere before the fetch shock standard got old. Okay. There was a moment, I don't remember, I can't tell you exactly when it was, but yeah. for a while there we were playing four-color decks like Jeskai Black and, and, and Obzon with Crackling Dooms. And mm -hmm. there, there was a time where the exploration space in that was really interesting because how the format boiled down is because the mana was so good for all the decks, 
like it actually meant there was way more decks to play, but they're all kind of playing the same cards, so there's less cards played in standard. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so like the you we were only using like ten percent of the standard like card pool mm -hmm. to build like all of these different decks, and we were having a meta game against each other and explore new space. Like I I, I pushed the limits at an open. I went I went to a Star Wars Games open, and I played a deck called Chain to the Rocks, but it was R-H-O-X because I was playing Siege Rhino and Chain to the Rocks. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you know, I was just, I was just stress testing the format. I top eighted that. Like, I, yeah. I was stress testing because I was like, what can we do with all of these cards? It was mm -hmm. just a really cool format. All right. Um, let's see. How, um, yeah, let me see. How do you feel about the Elementals deck, which is oh. the current green mid-range deck that draw, draws cards? My, my so my favorite version of the Elementals deck does not actually theme Elementals. Okay. It's just um, Bant. Mm -hmm. um, you're still playing Risen Reef and uh, Leafkin Druid, I believe is the name. That's yep. correct. Um, and Cav uh, Cavalier of... Cavalier of... Which color? Thorns? Thorns, yes. Yeah. Cavalier yeah. of Thorns as your only Elemental package, and then it's more of a Nissa deck with the Fairy. Yep. I mean, pretty much just every deck is whatever it is, plus four, three... Four copies of Teferi Time Rambler. That's kind sure. of just like right now because the card is so good and it's good against opposing decks that want to use that. But so it's that deck. It's mostly just Simic splashing for Teferi and Deputy Detention because it's good against Scape Shift. Right. Um, but uh, I do think that once rotation happens, mm -hmm. um, a, thing, a, a good thing to keep in mind for players if at home, uh, what's it called? The, the Lotus. The, 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 the Lotus Field? No, the... Actually, Gilded Lotus. Nope, I shouldn't have started with Lotus. <laughs> Four mana, three, three, Teamer, the elemental that comes into play. Omnath. Omnath. Omnath, yeah. Omnath, yeah. yeah. Cards like Omnath are, work much better in smaller standard. Five okay. set standard, six set standard. They're just like, those kind of cards, those generate value creatures that come in. Like, when you get to eight set standard, it's really streamlined fast. You know, get your Nissa down as fast as you can, ramp as fast as you can, sure. escape shift. It's, 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 it's way more difficult to get value out of cards like that. So, like, I think once rotation happens, these elemental shells are just going to have a lot more room to breathe. Mm -hmm. Because also Omnath is, like, trying to play this mid-range game, but Lanor Elves is not. Lanor Elves is saying, I just want to get to my Nissa. So if you get to your Nissa before they get to you, the Omnath, you're, you're just going to get drowned out by that in Crisis. So, Hydra Crisis. Mm -hmm. So um, I think elementals as a tribe has a much better chance of breathing once we get rid of all of these busted cards mm -hmm. from, from Dominaria and, and Ixalan Block and the tribal decks that Ixalan Brock and M20 are creating. Yeah. And once those go away and we move on to five set standard, it'll slow down again and these mid-range creatures are going to have a, a much better time breathing. So that's when you want to start playing elemental decks. Okay. Um, I'm going to try to rephrase this a little bit. What's the difference between the arena metagame and the paper metagame and how do those interact? That's impossible for me to answer right now because I'm I don't like so paper metagame, you should split that up because everyone's metagames are different. Like mm -hmm. metagaming just is the concept of what is your opposition going to be doing. So even if you know I go to a local card store here and say the metagame is this, I'm only referring to my local metagame. Yours is different. Everyone's, you know, some some card stores have you know, three Tron players, some have zero, you know, and, the, and those make your, that area change drastically, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, when it comes to metagaming, you don't just, 
say what is the metagame because it's not this universal thing. It's mm -hmm. whatever you're playing in. So um, that I would just say that because like you, there there is no answer to that. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know how to really answer that besides that because metagaming is just whatever you're playing against. So. Um, it's faster, I guess, in, in online, if you want to say that. Like, things evolve faster. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I just remember, like, going to bed at, like, 1 at night, and Andreas Roski is, like, playing the first few matches with what was now called Four Color Dreadhorde, mm -hmm. with Teferi and Dreadhorde yep. and all that. And I went to bed, and I woke up at 9, and it was 25% of the metagame. Mm -hmm. You know, I never, you know, that, that's how fast it moves on Arena. And, and I like that because, you know, once you've made a collection on Arena, you can switch decks really easily. Whereas, you know, like when even, you know, now with my, you know, Magic Online is going to evolve slower because people aren't just going to be jumping around as quickly because they have their decks and things like that. So arena metagame is lightning fast. And so you have to stay on top of it. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and then we've gotten a few questions about where you can catch up on MPL Split and the news we had today. So that one, if you go to magicesports.com, mm -hmm. as soon as this broadcast ends at 3 o'clock, one, Commander's previews yeah. are going to start Stick around. right here Stick around. on this channel. Yeah. Uh, but also not by can, us. Not by us. Yeah. It'll switch over to the Gen Con feed. But also you can go to magicesports.com, and it's going to have the text version of all the stuff that we talked about for the core split, not about Brad specifically or his <laughs> feelings on things. Those were not included. Uh, but it will talk about the the, uh, the changes. So let's actually go over the changes real quick before the stream is over. So we are going from a five-week season to a four-week season. And the way we're doing that is that one bracket, or sorry, one division is going to play each week. And the first three days only of the week. Only one division. Only one division. Per week. Per week. Yeah. Yes. Four weeks, four, four weeks. divisions, one division per week. <laughs> yes. Round robin play will take Monday, take place Monday through Wednesday, and videos of those games will actually become available basically as they're played, depending on the player. So Brad's looking to spruce up his YouTube channel. Some players may throw them up right away. It'll just depend on the player. Uh, they'll they'll let you know, I'm sure, what they're doing with it. So check with your favorite player or players. And then Thursday and Friday will be the bracket play. So that's the stuff that's all going to be saved for the broadcast on Saturday. Saturday we'll see bracket play. Can we throw the bracket up again, Sean? And So this is how the bracket's going to work out. If you finished first or second, you only have to win, as Brad pointed out, two matches to win the division. If you finish third or fourth, you may have to win as many as four. Because you do have to be beat twice. You have to be, yes, you have to beat them twice. Yes. If you get all the way. And so, I can tell you, it's not that easy. Yeah. <laughs> Being them once, I did. <laughs> <laughs> so every week, tune in. You will see a division winner, whether it is Brad Nelson or somebody not named Brad Nelson. <laughs> and then the other change is that players will be able to change decks between round robin play and bracket play. But you must have only one deck for round robin play. One deck for round robin, one uh, for bracket play. What that does is, one, it lets you guys adjust a bit. Two, one of the issues we had last time was your decks had to be locked in at the beginning of the week. And you just said, the arena metagame moves so fast that by the end of the week, sometimes those decks were obsolete. Uh, yeah, I wasn't really happy about it, it for, for multiple reasons. It just felt like, you know, it, I want, when, whenever I'm doing something, I'm, I understand that I want to win and, and be good at it, but I also want it to be good content. Mm -hmm. And I just, you know, I, 
when I, I, I did not like some weeks where, you know, the, my matches are being shown, and I'm, and I don't, I don't want to tell people it's like, don't play that. Yeah, now. it's just don't play. Yeah, it. don't I played play it, it now. But like, it's it's old by now. Yeah, yeah, or it was actually bad. I mean, I, there's a few weeks where <laughs> I, I brought some loose loose decks last time. <laughs> What was your loosest deck last time? Selesnia tokens. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I had to top deck. Okay. <laughs> uh, so letting you change decks between brackets will hopefully let the viewers see something fresher. Mm -hmm. And also will let you guys adjust if you see anything cool as the week goes on. Uh, and then also one thing that we didn't mention earlier is there's going to be a greater emphasis on interviews yeah. on stream. So you'll see more people like Brad talking in the camera. Yeah, I don't even know about that yet. So that's exciting. Yeah. That's more. That's that's more <laughs> for the viewers. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And then we're also going to have an MPL player in the studio each week, breaking things down, analyzing plays, saying if they would have done something different, if they would have done something the same, what they anticipate the player was thinking. And let's throw up the first week of casters again. We've got Becca Scott, Marshall Sutcliffe, Cedric Phillips, with wildcard Ben Stark that first week. Yeah. Ben Stark of the Starkington Post. I mean, I, I just have to say about this, about these broadcasts, like, if, if you're interested in high-level play with high-level commentary, like, this is, this, this is a great model. Like, we're going to have MPL Ben Stark in with, some, with a great cast. Mm -hmm. And, and there, there has been some very good matches played in MPL Weekly. Yeah. Um, and so I, I cannot wait to hear his take on it. But that interests me, mm -hmm. you know, like some high-level play, high-level commentary. Like, that's, like, I am excited about it. And yep. in case you missed it, Brad Walsh will be commentating one of the weeks It as won't well. be as high-level that week, <laughs> but... <laughs> but Brad will be there. I will be there. I will be in attendance. <laughs> and we are, we are three minutes out from the, the thing that many of you are here to see, which is Commander. the panel for Commander Previews coming from Gen Con. Three minutes probably two and a half by this point. But before we end the show, let's run through the brackets again real quick, just so that the everyone divisions. can, the divisions, yep. sorry. Pearl, this is Brad Nelson. Again, the red are the former division winners. The division was not made up like this, so Brad did not beat all of these people last time. He just won whatever division was before. Pearl, up next, Ruby. Up next, Sapphire. And we end with Emerald. Cool. Which em Emerald's my my pick for the toughest division, yeah. probably. It's I mean again, they're all tough. They're man. all tough. They're all <laughs> it's, it's they're all the be, best players yeah, in the yeah. world. So it's it's hard to find one that's that's not. It's also difficult. filled with a lot of players that are hungry to win. Yeah. yeah. That did not do well in the first one or got yep. close. So absolutely. So that is our show yes. for the week. Please I want to thank tuned. I want to yeah. thank Brad for yep. stopping by. For sure. I want to thank Brad's dad for hanging out. He's he's he been back there the whole time. Yep. Say hi really he, loud. Hi really loud. <laughs> <laughs> may or may not have heard that Brad's Brad's dad's in town and he he was kind enough to stop by and hang out for a bit too. Uh, immediately after this stream, we've got the Gen Con stream with the Commander previews. Yes, that well, is Well, and if coming. you are commander hungry, you're going to want to come back next week for this show as well because yep. Gavin Verhe is going to be our guest, and he's going to talk about the Commander decks. Commander previews start next, well, they start today, they start immediately like after minute, this stream. Yeah. But then there's more next week. The way we're doing it is each deck is going to get its own day, and we're going to post the full deck list at 3 p.m. Pacific time each day. Uh, we're going to post it. The Command Zone is going to do a video about the deck, how it plays, mm -hmm. cards you may not have seen yet, that sort of deal. Uh, and then the MPL core split begins Saturday, August 
10th mm -hmm. is the broadcast. You might see some videos coming out before that. So again, thank you, Brad, for stopping for sure, by. Anytime. Thank you all for tuning in. Thanks to Brad's dad, and uh, we'll see everybody next week.